production. Today's discussion may send chills down many a business owner's spine. It involves being yourself in front of a live video audience, otherwise known as live streaming. It's a Not For The Faint Hearted episode 557 of the 12-year-old award-winning Small Business Big Marketing Podcast. And welcome back to your weekly dose of putting yourself out there marketing. I'm your host, Timbo Reid, and I have an insatiable curiosity for uncovering marketing strategies and ideas that help businesses just like yours grow. You, so much more importantly, well, you're a motivated business owner, and you are so ready to crank out some great marketing to build that beautiful business of yours into the empire. It absolutely, totally deserves to be, and that is exactly why this podcast exists just for you. As per usual, team, there is marketing G-O-L-D dripping from the ceiling over here at Small Business Big Marketing's HQ. So let's get stuck right in. Today, you and I get schooled in the art of live video streaming by Italian chef Ruby Salato, or as she likes to be called, Ruby Noosa. And for those of you wondering, what's this Noosa business? Well, it's a beautiful seaside village in Queensland, Australia. Happens to be where I live as well. And uh, Ruby has, well, she's sort of trading off what is a wonderful brand name in itself, a bit of a Providence marketing, some would say. Now, Ruby started her live cooking show as a creative outlet at a time in her life when she was navigating her way through some pretty deep personal issues. As she says herself, she chose joy in building a community instead of wallowing in her own self-pity. Good on her for making that. What would have been probably a tough decision? Talking live with her followers over apps like Periscope and Facebook Live, Ruby shares recipes, stories and ideas from her home kitchen, no fancy studio, along with the odd happy dance, which she's very good at, all of which make her feel very happy. What a great way to build a business, hey? And as a result, she's created a community of tens of thousands of raving fans who pay to watch her and buy her merchandise. This is exactly an example of how to build a personal brand and start a fun business all from the comfort of your home. (laughs) Who doesn't want a bit of that? Ruby's also an advocate for domestic violence and online bullying. If you are experiencing either of those things, please ring your nearest support line in Australia. That would be Lifeline. Don't let it go on any longer. Now, I did this interview about nine months ago, so a few things have changed since then. Ruby's left Periscope, where she had around 69,000 subscribers and moved to the new live streaming platform in Haps. TV. I'll put a link in the show notes to that, where she already has. How's this? Over 90,000 fans. Her Insta following is up to 18,000, and she's smashing TikTok, which we didn't get a lot of time to talk about. Uh, She's got 52,000 loyal viewers over there. It's a great story. It's not the biggest live streaming business in the world. Ruby's not making a gazillion dollars, but I tell you what, she's having a fair crack at it, and she's doing a lot of things right. There's lots to be learned here. I started off by asking Ruby, What's cooking? Well, we are planning from some uh, seafood pasta today, actually. So I'm very excited. Nice. So you've got a a live streaming class coming up imminently after this interview, have you? 
Absolutely. Yes. I do that every, almost every day. Love it. Okay. Uh, is it like an hour away, two hours away? Yeah. It's just after this interview, Are just you, the time to reset up everything. and. How do, do you, how do you feel knowing you're about to go on camera? To me, now after been doing this for almost five years, yeah. I feel like it's just like any other thing. I don't even I don't even prep myself like I used to. I don't even bother to put so much makeup like I used to or anything like that. It's well, like, that's oh, interesting. Just another day. Well, I want to go through the pre-production, production, and post-production process. So that's quite interesting yeah. that you don't do that kind of prep uh, like you used to. Uh, nor, nor do I. No, that's not true. I think I do. I think I actually do more prep these days. I actually think I'm prepping more. So that's kind of interesting. Let's go back in time, Ruby Noosa. How did you get into online streaming? Okay, uh, so it was quite accidentally. So basically, I I owned a restaurant uh, for four years, and I separated and uh, from, I from your husband. Went from my house, yeah, from my husband, yeah, and I basically moved into a new apartment on my own with two kids. All of a sudden, I was a single mom with no income from a big restaurant that was producing kind of good money to zero. And I was literally uh, wanting to have a little of escape, a mental escape. You know, when you turn on to, you want to watch your Netflix favorite TV show just because you want a mental break. And I discovered an app. Uh, watching the Ellen DeGeneres show, actually. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Ellen. <laughs> she was promoting this app because it was a brand new app that Twitter uh, recently bought in 2015. So I downloaded this app called Periscope, which was a live streaming app. And the idea behind the app was to uh, connect people through live streaming. streaming. So connecting people, uh, talking to random strangers mm-hmm. around the world. And I had this very important feature that other apps didn't have, which was the world map. So you could see on a screen on the app, a world map, and you could click, you could see where people were live currently. So I was very fascinated to go to South America because I love salsa dancing. And I started to click on people in Puerto Rico and then America, New York, and then I went to Rome. So you could literally could click people they were live mm-hmm. right now, right then. Mm-hmm. And then after watching a couple of them, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. There is no one that does in Australia. The Australian map was black. You know, it was like zero. Yeah. <laughs> and so I started to do it. And uh, when I started, obviously, I had like two viewers. Uh, but there was it was so good because it was just random people. What did, just you, what did you actually in. start to do? I just literally looked at my camera and say, hello. <laughs> Right. Am I talking to anybody yeah. out there? Yeah. It was very weird. But I just needed to have some sort of interaction. I had, not, I had very little friends around me. I, my family is all back in Italy where I'm from originally. Uh, so I was really isolated uh, in, in, you know, in this new life after I started my new life, I call it that way. So I really needed some sort of social interaction. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole purpose, why I started originally. Um, the, the second day, it was still nervous. I still put makeup on just in case. Mm. And and I would start to continue to, you know, I would start to talk to other people. And the people that they were tuning in the night before, the day before, started to follow me. And so they would receive a notification when I was live. And so we kind of 
started that connection and so on. I grew, I grew and my audience. And uh, for the first year, I was all pure talking to strangers. For a whole people. year, you were just getting on well, and it was a social outlet, this live streaming through Periscope. It was a social Periscope. outlet. Yeah, correct. Just like any other, like Instagram and Facebook, just instead of writing or posting picture, it was a live video, wow. uh, which was nice because it was basically like having a conversation with you right now, mm-hmm. except it was just my face, but people were typing the the, the conversation. Oh, so so they're not you actually. You're not seeing the other people at this point in no. time. You are just they are chatting to you. And you're yep. essentially answering the only person on the camera. You're the only person yes. on the camera. Ruby, Correct. Ruby, yep. let's get rid of the elephant in the room. You're an attractive woman, and I imagine yep. you would have um, got <laughs> uh, hassled, maybe, uh, yes. maybe bullied, maybe stalked. I don't know. Tell me about that side of live streaming in the early days. Yes, uh, early days still continues today, so it doesn't didn't end, and I don't think it will ever end. Uh, being a woman, of course, you are um, more exposed um, to higher number, uh, which can work in your favor if you work into a business point of view. Uh, but it's not always easy. Do you mean a higher number at a higher audience? Higher number, number. Hi, yeah. Higher reach, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, automatically. Uh, but it's not always a good thing. So I was exposed to. Um, sexies uh, a lot uh, constantly um, just people randomly showing up on my on my broadcast and say oh I want to see your boobs mm-hmm. uh, just comments that in a normal life would not you would never go would to a random woman and say mm-hmm. you know uh, so uh, you're ugly uh, you're fat uh, you have a pimple in your face so okay uh, because at this time Ruby you've gone through a marriage separation you've lost a business in the restaurant. Uh, yeah. you've had to, you know, life's changed and and I'm gathering it's a fairly dark period of your life. You put Very yourself much. in this situation. The upside is you are getting to connect with other people around the world and have dialogue and conversation, be social, tick. But you're also putting yourself in a position of, you know. Oh, yeah, b- vulnerably. Yeah, of course. Of being um, bullied. And, and that's, and so how did you manage that? Obviously you did and you're through the other side. I, yeah, I think I actually chose to look more the positive way. Um, I, the, the positive engagement was higher than the negative. Mm-hmm. So definitely I had more positive uh, rewards from the app rather than bullies. So uh, at the same time, I, I had very bad comments, but at the same time I had higher nice comments. Oh, we love talking to you, Ruby. We love how engaging you are. We love your funny accent uh, and all this strange conversation. I love to joke about, I love to have a laugh. Yes. And so because that was more positive than the negative, like there was more engagement on that kind of thing, on that positive level, Mm -hmm. I kind of started to look at the bullies or the the trolls, what we like to call in the social media (laughs) world, um, in a more uh, funny way. So when a, a guy would randomly says to me, uh, Ruby, uh, open breast, I would randomly go to my fridge and get a chicken breast and would start to slice it. <laughs> exactly. I love it. <laughs> so, uh, and then I basically became stronger and stronger. So because I know that those people are from, probably from the basement of their moms or yeah. whoever where these people come from, you, you started to look at that reality on a different world, on a different level. Yeah, so yeah. I, I 
I just jo- started to joke about <laughs> oh, it. And the great. more I did that, the stronger I got yeah. into how to respond to bullies yeah, and yeah, okay. bad comments and negative. Uh, well, and a lot of the time, I just block them. So tell me, <laughs> um, you spend a year being social on Periscope. You build up a yeah. following of, can you remember what that number was four years, five years ago? Bef- oh, it was less than a thousand. It okay, so it's a small, small number. So there must have been a point in time, which I'd love you to share with us, that you said, hmm, I think I can do more than just talk. And maybe yeah. it was, a, there was, a, was that the point where you decided to start cooking or, and or when did you start turning it into a business? Uh, so it just grew um, organically. So the more I was getting confident on the camera, the more I started to get confident in walking around my house. And so this long long conversation would mostly last one, two hours, even three hours when I didn't have Whoa. the kids with me. So um, in that time, it happened that I had to, guys, I'm hungry. I'm just going to have lunch. And so you guys have lunch with me. And so that in that moment, that's when I start, when people started to ask me, oh, how do you do this pasta? I've been Italian, owning a restaurant. I kind of know what I'm doing in my Italian cuisine. And, and I started to see some more engagement into that cooking aspect on sharing my recipe and my Italian secret or from my families and, and, and heritage. So at that point in time, I realized that there could be a sort of a different type of outlet for me for live streaming. And also I started to teach myself uh, as well about social media. So I started to learn about uh, the new apps out there. I started to get in contact with the big people behind those apps. So I had a conversation with uh, in, in San Francisco, you know, in the Valley where they're all the big genies of IT. It, <laughs> yeah. It's just amazing how much how many people I got to know into that year. Hang on, and hang on, for just, me, they just, were like just, huge people. Just let me understand that. Give me an example of someone you contacted in Silicon Valley to talk about what? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I, I know. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in, the, in the meantime, what Periscope was being very popular, mm-hmm. uh, another app, Busker, contacted me uh, because they were doing a similar thing. So just replicate, except for uh, less audience or more clean audience or less trolls, less bullies. Mm-hmm. which it worked out for a while. But unfortunately, then after a few years, because they didn't have enough audience, obviously it went, it, it mm-hmm. closed down. But for that particular, mm-hmm. in that particular moment, I actually contacted them. And those people were, I don't know, the, the people in the Silicon Valley in, in the back end contacted me, Ruby, we want to do this. What do you think? They were asking me. Oh, how fantastic. Oh, it's like, am I talking to someone in San Francisco? Like, what, yeah. what is happening? It was very weird. Those guys are like, uh, hey, 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 boys, we've got some lady. She calls herself <laughs> Ruby Noosa. She's, she's from Outback Australia. It was Australia. the weirdest. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely, absolutely. So you started to get um, really, uh, you're obviously inquisitive. You like to educate yourself uh, on, what's, on what's available to you. You then, so yeah, you started cooking your audience built because I guess you go from just having conversation to actually cooking. You actually got a specific offer. And people yeah. are liking your cooking. They're liking the way you're cooking. Celebrity chefs of Master Chef and all those shows have, you know, turned cooking into, you know, something Hollywood like. Did you? Yeah. Was, was there a point then when you started to charge? Again, once again, it grew. It kind of moved organically in that sense. The app started to charge uh, the audience to reward the the content creator. So I like to refer to myself as a content creator. Yes. Um, 
So the app system worked that you would gift digital gift to the content creators, the, which they call a super hearts. So, the, you know, sometimes you see those little hearts floating on the screen, like on Instagram Live. Yes. Uh, basically, Instagram Live actually copied the Periscope system back then. And uh, there, there are certain hearts <laughs> that yeah. you actually pay. So there are digital Currency. Icons, icons, yes, that you buy and then you give them back to your favorite content creator. So those little digital gifts, they're floating in the screen in the shape of a box, of a heart, oh. of a balloon or a dog. They become money at the end of the month. So the app on its own transforms those digital arts based on its own converse, translation in money yeah, right. into American dollars, which worked out in my favor because American dollars obviously are higher than, than Australian. So that's how I started to monetize. And that's how I decided to transform my Ruby Nusa fun blog into a real business. So at that moment, when the app gave me the opportunity to earn money, I said, I need to have a switch in, in my life. I was waitressing part-time with two kids, very small, a single mother in, in, in this little town. So I have to make a change. And that's what I say. I'm going to quit my waitressing job mm-hmm. and I'm going to try and see how it goes. This, that's an interesting, and, it's an interesting point, which I've spoken to many business owners about. Did you quit your waitressing job once you'd replaced your waitressing income with super hearts, boxes and no. dogs? Okay. So you hadn't quite got there. Okay. So that's kind of interesting. Did you then find that when you put aside waitressing and any other form of earning income aside and 100% jumped off the live streaming cliff, is that when things really started to happen for you? Yes, because I basically I treated it like a, like a business. So uh, almost seven days a week, I was my mind was there. How can I make it this into a business? Mm-hmm. So let's make merchandise. Let's do the website. Uh, let's 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 start to uh, create a format. Let's look for the right uh, music in the background because I put lots of music during my shows. Um, let's start to find a different uh, way to create a subscription membership, which is what I then created during that. And so that actually helped me, forced me to, to, to create a business. And my, my audience loved it as well because they were part of the journey. And I was at the point of the whole point of live streaming is to be real and to be authentic. I hope, I want to hope so for a lot of other people. And so I, the more I was growing, the more I was telling them. So I even shared my income with them what I did this month on Periscope, guys, is this. And uh, if we, if you guys keep giving, uh, if you keep subscribing, mm-hmm. then you're going to see me these, you're going to see my shows every day. So people kept giving because I was, I was focusing on an American audience and the American audience is a bit more educated in that tipping, mm-hmm. you know, system, like the service, like I want to pay oh, for your yes. service. Yeah, of course. And, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's uh, how it kind of grew in that sense. I also learned to ask see, things that I never actually did because mm-hmm. I grew up in a very uh, conservative way with my Italian family. You work hard, work hard, work hard, work hard, and then you get the money. You know, I, instead, I had to work smarter this mm-hmm. time, and and it's a new concept. And I had to say. I had to realize that what I was doing, it was actually providing an entertaining service. It wasn't an actual 
product, an actual item that you would sell. And I had to give myself uh, the the respect of, okay, I am actually giving two hours a day to someone of entertainment mm-hmm. of, you know, they would look, they would watch a TV series on Netflix otherwise. Mm-hmm. So I had to put a value on what I was giving on live streaming. Absolutely. Which was the most difficult one, I think. No doubt. Most of us find that. So how did you go about doing that? You putting a, How did you price it and how did you create the subscription model? So the subscription model uh, I created at first was through PayPal because PayPal has has a feature where you can give monthly payment. But then there is another app that uh, it was uh, growing called Patreon, oh, yeah. uh, which is also used in Australia. Yes. So Patreon.com. It's a lot of for content creators and... It, the app is very simple. It's just really you add, you put a price for every single tier and every tier has uh, some sort of rewards. Mm-hmm. I have $5, it's the minimum, and then I have $100 a month. So those are monthly payments that you choose to give as in support of your content creators. So it's very well used for YouTubers. Uh, and they're your two tiers, are they? $5 and $100? From $5, oh, then from- I have 5 Five dollars, fifteen, twenty-five. Okay, and don't don't go through all the tiers, Ruby. But I'm interested just to get a sense of you know what do I get for five dollars a month supporting Ruby Noosa, and what do I get for a hundred dollars a month, for example? So for five dollars a month, you get my shout out on my live streaming. Like, thank you, team, for supporting your channel. You're awesome. Oh, thank Ruby, you. Keep she, knew, she mentioned me. Five <laughs> I bucks just mentioned well spent. you. <laughs> And uh, you also get a postcard from Australia after the third month that you're supporting. So. Postage is expensive, and okay. uh, <laughs> from Australia yeah. anyway, because mostly are the Americans. So and a hundred bucks. For a hundred bucks, you basically become uh, a sort of like a shareholder of Inusa, but I only have one person on that. So the mostly smaller, the smaller uh, ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is there, is there a sweet spot for membership? Five dollars and fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly five dollars. So I, my goal is to actually have a lot more. Like I would love to have ten thousand five dollars <laughs> than two hundred. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I, 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 I want to work with with those kind of with kind of things. So I've been looking definitely. at Patreon for many years. In fact, I've intended to get the creator of Patreon on this show because I do think it's a great platform, and I've sort Absolutely. of watched it grow over the last few years. And thinking, you know, yeah, it is a great way for us content creators to be rewarded because the reality is, and I know this too because I get emails from people saying, you know, how can we support your show, and you know, what can we do for you too, yeah. which I really appreciate. I never never know what to say. I'm like, oh, I'm okay. I've got a sponsor, but you know, um, it is a lovely way for people to kind of support what you're doing and as content creators sometimes you feel like you're sort of yelling down an empty tunnel uh, and to know that there are people out there wanting to support so worth worth having a look at anyone who's thinking of creating uh, content is it's patreon.com so ruby there became a point where you then moved across. You, are you on four live streaming platforms now? So, yes. Um, Periscope, obviously, 
the world of social media obviously changes every every few months. So obviously, the more Instagram was uh, introducing Instagram Live, the more I had to expand uh, my my views. And as I said, I'm a self thought person, so I love to educate myself on social media. I I constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, so. I am on Instagram, of course, and I started to do a couple of li- a few lives um, a month on Instagram, and then a Twitter live, of course, Periscope. Now TikTok, Face- I started Face- to do TikTok oh. live streaming. What about Facebook and, Live? Uh, Facebook Live, I only done one okay. or two, I think. I don't really like Facebook, to be honest. Um, Why? It just is not enough engagement mm. to me. The mm. whole point to me of live streaming is engagement and Facebook is more for edited content, I believe. So what if I have some edited content, I will post it on Facebook mm-hmm. and of course that helps. Uh, what, what kind of content? Uh, Ed- edited. So edited if I have okay. actual cooking show that are being cut and repolished. And, and so do you create different content for the different platform? Like if I were to see you on Instagram live, would it be different to what, what you're doing on Periscope? For example, yes, yes, uh, I do uh, specifically for each platform because each platform has its own uh, audience as well. For example, I'll give an example: Instagram is very much local, uh, so Sunshine Coast, Australian, oh. and Noosa, Brisbane. So I would give some, re- and now even the way I speak, uh, it, it's a bit different. Um, if I do it on, on Periscope, I know that the majority, ninety percent, is American, and so instead of fillet i would have to say fillet uh-huh. uh to be able to understood and that's things that i've learned over the years because who, who knew that it was or i still say tomato instead of tomato yeah. but <laughs> there's things that uh of course the, the way you talk the way you cook as well the things that you cook ah, uh, that's interesting. can you, be a little bit different do yeah. you have a preference for any of the four platforms that you're on I still love Periscope because oh, that's, that's my started. sweetheart. That's my sweetheart. <laughs> Tell us your numbers, Ruby. Where are you at in terms of, I don't know, followers, likes? So on Periscope, I have over 60,000 uh, mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Instagram is growing 12,000 and something. TikTok, I'm very excited to yeah. to grow on TikTok. What do you do on TikTok? I haven't had a TikTok conversation yet. What, how's that different? Uh, TikTok is, is genius because it works with uh, very uh, quick engagement. So 15 second videos, uh, even shorter sometimes. But what they do, they put uh, music in the background that you can do voiceover or movie clips or songs. And so you can create your own content based on that particular voiceover or con- or music uh, lyrics yeah. that it so becomes fun. It's all about fun. You know, that's that's what I like about TikTok. Well, speaking speaking that's of that's a different topic. That's uh, what what is TikTok? Yes, yeah, like it's, it's all new. So I'm well, all it is all new. I'm, it, all, it's, I'm all learning on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of fun, let's just talk about uh, pre production production process. So pre production at the top of the interview, you said you don't really do much anymore. You sort of hit. Uh, I, I gathering you're doing all this on your iPhone or your smartphone, correct? Yes. Yeah, so is this is up. my camera. This is there my. This is my phone. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Just uh, what I, you can do these yeah. days on that. Do you have? I a- have over the five years. I have upgraded. Yeah, three no times. Doubt. No doubt. Because uh, obviously, the the better the camera, the, you know, obviously yeah. the better the quality. And I usually use my microphone. I used to have You've got a little, even the phone. Just explain that because this is, remember, this is audio. So you've got a little uh, Bluetooth oh, sorry, yes. wireless mic clipped to your top. Yes. 
uh, that's talking uh, I have directly a wireless mic, Scott Rode. Uh, Rode is a very good brand, but very cheap as well. It's not uh, that expensive. Mm-hmm. I used to have the cable one that would just plug from your phone with the AUX cable. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can just start from that. You don't need to get the, the wireless to start off with. The wireless is just easier for me now that I'm cooking because yeah. it just I can just move freely yes. uh, in the kitchen. Uh, for sure, and then I have a light ring. Um, oh, yep, the, the beauty ring. That, there it is. The the beauty ring yep. that is very very She's, popular. I need, uh, a, I need about I need about ten of those, Ruby. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's actually amazing how much it helps with the quality of the video. Yes. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, very true. I might put a list of all this equipment in the show notes because uh, then people can, if they do decide to do this, they can, oh, what's that? You got your battery pack? And then you need a battery pack. Yeah, very important to... is to put your phone on a night mode when you live stream and a battery pack because you don't want that interruption of low battery uh, yeah. warning that would actually interrupt your live uh, Do you put your phone or... on a tripod? I put the phone on the tripod, yes. So you got a tripod, a phone, a battery pack, uh, a Bluetooth Rode wireless microphone, and you are ready to go. You have got a business in a box, and you yes, you, you are correct. off cooking. So not a lot of pre-production. You get on the camera, you do your thing. Is there any post-production, or do you just hit stop and it uploads to each of those social platforms? So the production of the video itself, no, there's no, not then, because it's it's, it's live. So it will be available uh, until you, if you decide to delete it, but it will be available there. The, the post work, I would call it, what I do is to actually respond and to engage with the comments, messages that, that you will get after. So people think I only work one, two hours a day doing my live, but in reality is the behind the scenes. So the community engagement that you have to keep um, Tell going. us about that because oh. it is huge. I, I, I feel I, the same here, you know, putting together a, an episode takes a few hours but, you know, the potential community engagement uh, can be a lot longer. What's your community engagement look like? Uh, so the, uh, the my some some part of my subscribers know in advance when I do my cooking show. So it's it's part of my job to actually telling them when I'm going to do my cooking show. Um, and that's also part of the reward to create that private chat to those privileged people that join oh, yeah. my subscribe my subscription. So I have to inform them then. And then the post-production will, will involve me to get some clips maybe from the cooking show and then post it on Instagram on other platform and then reply the comments messages and emails that I that I receive mm-hmm. uh, very important that I've learned over these years treating this as a business not as just a, a fun thing is that um, the building the community is what actually brings the business so equal money uh, if you don't have that engaging community if you have you can have a viral video that would have a billion of views but if you'd never respond to the comments or the likes or you don't engage after that it's basically just you just wasted Mm -hmm. a a huge opportunity um that's why i always believe you don't need a million followers you can just need 20 but very good one that would actually support your business and would be loyal to you to your brand wherever you do whatever you wherever you go yeah, that's interesting. I had Seth Godin on the show a few months ago, the marketing guy, mm. Seth Godin, and uh, he said every business just needs a thousand loyal fans. And 
I didn't question him on it, but I don't think he meant specifically a thousand, but just a, a handful, right? Mm. I think sometimes Correct. we feel as though we need, you know, as a podcast, you need 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. Or as, as a content creator doing cooking shows, you know, you like you need thousands, but actually you actually need a handful of really loyal ones who are A, are going to support you financially, but also are going to tell others about you yeah. and, and be those raving fans who spread the word. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct, the, absolutely. The, the com- and there's so much now on the internet. There. That's right. So much content. Yeah. And that's a blockage in itself. I imagine there are people listening to us now, Ruby, and going, oh, you know, because, mm-hmm. I mean, my hope in chatting with you, other, others listening to this, is that someone will be sparked to do live streaming, either for their existing business or go and create a business out of live streaming. And I think one of the limiting beliefs is, oh, but there's so much content out there. You've already said, you you are, we're, we both of us are competing against oh. Netflix, against Stan. Especially against- on cooking. <laughs> <laughs> cooking, yeah. everyone should recipes and cooking, That's everyone. Right. So the, the so, challenge is it's a creative challenge. It's like oh, it, it, you'd be silly to say I'm not going to do it because there's too many. It's just you've got to find an angle that resonates with a small group of people that are going to love you. I've spoken about this on uh, my show before. I'm interested in your answer. There's lots of marketing podcasts out there, as I've said many yep. times before, and I think there are better marketing podcasts than this one out there. But for some reason, this is a highly awarded, highly listened to marketing podcast that rates really well and I'm very proud of it. And I think it's because I found this intersection between educating people and having a bit of a laugh along the way, right? I'm not all about education and I'm not all about laughing because I'm not that funny. What what's, <laughs> what's your intersection? Because again, there's lots of cooking shows. There's no shortage of people doing what you're yeah. doing. Why is Ruby Noosa having a modicum of success? Uh, I believe is the engagement with my community. I talk to people and I respond to them. I I engage them. I remember their stories. I try to remember some of the names and I would engage with them. Uh, it's not just about cooking. I play a lot of fun around that, like you are you're doing on your podcast. So the fun theme is very important mm-hmm. to me. I would never pretend or be in front of the camera to pretend to be a chef with my uniform on and say this is how you cut onions i would uh, i in fact make fun of that so uh oh we, my set the smoke alarm, alarm. <laughs> what are you co- uh, that, that, that breast has escaped I from the uh, not cooking anyway. <laughs> <laughs> i love it guys ruby ah, noose's smoke alarm has gone off she's got the chair i can't, I can't see her now she's up on the have you fixed it, it? I, it just turned off all of a sudden. I'm not sure what happened there. I'm going to call them. I'm going yeah, to just right. ruin so, my podcast. Do you know who I am? I'm Ruby Noosa and I don't expect my smoke alarms to, oh, that's good. We like it. But that's that's a great thing about creating live content, isn't it? It's just yes. you can have some oh, fun I love, with it. I love it. I love it. One be- day I cooked and there was a small cockroach uh, running around uh, next to my dishwasher and I froze. I panicked because I hate cockroaches. And I tell my audience, guys, you gotta stop there because I have to get rid of this. I will, I will, I will cry in front of the camera. So I took my spray, and <laughs> it was hilarious. 
It was the best moment. It was gold moment no for doubt. everyone to watch. No doubt. you got to go with those things. And again, limiting belief for people wanting or thinking about getting into content is they're waiting for everything to be perfect. They're waiting for right. a, they're waiting for a cockroach-free kitchen. You know, they're waiting yeah. for that pimple to disappear off their forehead. It's just like, guys, get on with it. It's not about you. It's about the listener and, and giving value and making their lives better. So I think that's a really good mindset to take. Ruby, you've had some big offers along the way. Uh, can you share any of them? And you've knocked back all of them. Uh, what is your uh, what, what's your plan? So- Yes, well, I I was approached, well, not big companies, you know, like uh, McDonald's or anything like that, but there were big uh, big apps that actually um, were willing to pay me a lot more for cooking content on the app. So the the whole the contract that I mostly got were from uh, technology, so brands, so apps and software. And I do my research because I love business, and I I. I want to believe that I want to uh, kind of be smart <laughs> and that. And uh, when I found out that some uh, the business uh, company has some sort of different type of beliefs that are, they're not they don't combine with my beliefs, they don't match my beliefs, uh, then I would just say no. Mm. I am a mother of two children, and internet lasts kind of forever. And I want to make sure that whatever I create as a content um, in my any type of social media platform, internet platform, will be always clean, good, and with a good moral behind. So there was this app that uh, was very popular, um, uh, was literally millionaire behind the apps in, in America. And the the, the owners uh, were connected with the Pornhub platform. And even though the app itself wasn't about sex or porn, there was going to be some sort of partnership with that in towards the end. So I just say, no, sorry, I'm not, I don't want to, I don't want to be uh, represented or I don't want to even think that my brand will, will be connected with these kind of mm-hmm. things and, and so on. So there the were, there was, there was, a, <laughs> there was a company that uh, offered me um, a couple of vibrators uh, to, to promote them, which I don't know how you would, Derated that? Not not exactly a straight line between cooking shows and adult toys, but hey, they they clearly saw one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, (laughs) Apparently, Uh, because they look at the numbers, and unfortunately, social media it it can be tricky in that way. Because and even for people they're wanting to engage with some uh, social media influencers, uh, you have to look what the influencer is all about. You, just because it has 2 million views or followers doesn't mean that would represent your brand perfectly. So uh, I don't wear glasses, so I would be the wrong person to promote Specsavers mm-hmm. ad uh, in, on social media. Mm. Uh, simply because my followers knows that I wouldn't. Now, if Specsavers asked me to play a role in the advertisement, of course I would say yes. Mm. But that's an advertisement. It's an acting job. It's a different kind of thing. You know what I mean? So, Ruby, where where would you love to see the Ruby Noosa business? Say, in a year's time, I always think five years is way too far out. Do you want to continue doing what you're doing? Uh, Is there a plan for, you know, anything else? Or you just want to grow your audience on on those four streaming apps? So I I see myself growing uh, the audience because that's my main goal to grow. 
I don't have a five years plan because the social media changes literally every three months that I don't, I can't do that. But I do see myself and so the Ruby Nusa brand to bring into another level. So I am in contact with another company, for example, that has is a huge media company that we're currently on a contract uh like start a, starting a contract so like another youtube platform Fantastic. that uh, will will explore and and i do see myself trying to grow my numbers if you ask me two years ago i would say i would love to have my cooking show on a national tv station mm-hmm. uh like the on sbs television or anything like that now i see the numbers and yeah. the more i see the numbers i think I don't want to do it with TV. I want to be on totally. <laughs> on the internet, on the internet. So it's just a bigger audience and more exposure. And eventually, I want to create a, a beautiful community that is more towards the positivity. We have so much negativity on the internet that that's what my main goal to to leave some sort of legacy to my children, basically. That's awesome. Well, listen, thank you for sharing your live streaming story, Ruby Noosa. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, it's very thank much you. in its early days and uh, a very exciting very times much. ahead for you. So uh, to everyone listening, I hope you've been inspired to maybe go and try, you know, live streaming in some form. As I said, whether it be a business unto itself or whether it be just a way of um, a, a new marketing channel for your business. Ruby, I wish you all the best. Go and uh, get going on the next, what is the next class? I think you said a marinara type setup, wasn't it? Yeah, we're going to do a seafood nice. baking dish kind of nice. thing. Yeah. I'm bon, so a- bon appetit. <laughs> Grazie. <laughs> Well, there you go, team. Live streamer Ruby Salato or Ruby Noosa, as she prefers to be known. There's something to be said for having a marketing name. Past guest Chocolate Johnny had one. Ironically, he was another live streamer. Maybe it's a live streaming thing. Do you have one? Do you go by one name or like a special name? I'd love to know what it is and how you arrived at it. I just get called Timbo. Is that like being like Madonna or Lady Gaga? (laughs) Probably not. I used to have a business called The Ideas Guy, which was like a marketing consulting business. I was always referred to as The Ideas Guy. It's quite a powerful marketing strategy. Anyway, I digress. Hey, if you'd like to watch Ruby in action, head over to HAPS. That's H-A-P-P-S dot TV forward slash at Ruby Noosa. But I'll also put a link in the show notes over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 557. Hey, coming up, (laughs) we hear from a listener that thinks, I talk too much. No. Hmm, be very interesting to hear what they have to say. But first, here's what grabbed my attention from that chat with Ruby Noosa. Attention grabber number one. I was reminded by the power of live streaming. And whilst I get that it's not new and there are many, many doing it, I can't help but think there's a great opportunity for business owners just like you to use it as a way to engage and take your precious customers and prospects on a bit of a journey. Allow them to get to know you. That would be a very cool thing to do. Attention grabber number two, I admire Ruby's confidence. You know, to live stream like she does is a big effort in itself, but factor in things like coming out of a difficult marriage, no media training whatsoever. She's not technical by nature. She's happy to do a happy dance. That's cool. Then you start to see what a super job she's done so far. And I just think that whole confidence thing, that whole marketing mindset is so important. Get over yourself. Share that wonderful knowledge that you're standing on, that mountain of knowledge. And live streaming is a way to do that. 
And attention grabber number three. I am in total admiration for the way Ruby manages the haters and the trolls she gets on her live streams, which is a sad and inevitable part of sticking your head up online. But again, marketing mindset team, don't let that stop you. You know, it's not as big as you think it is. And the rewards are there if you do it and you're consistent with it. That's what grabbed my attention. Write down this number and call me and let me know what grabbed yours. Plus six one for those overseas, 480-015-150. Just like listener Cat did the other day. Hey, Timbo. Um, it's Cat from True Health Osteopathy calling. Um, I basically just wanted to wait to send you a message uh, about your most recent episode. I am a diehard fan. I do love a lot of your podcasts. Um, but the most recent one from Loon, the F1 aerodynamic croissant um, maker. Anyways, uh, my point that I wanted to make to you was of all the podcasts that I've listened to, I think this is the only one I've really noticed that you've talked over the guest a fair bit. I actually found it really um, slightly upsetting, especially when she was talking about um, some more personal uh, conversations in terms of about her anorexia. And um, even when she was just trying to explain a few things to you, I think you were trying to help her kind of find her words, but it actually felt uh, very much like you were talking over her, not letting her explain herself. Yeah, and I just thought, uh, you think you're on the whole pretty good at not doing that. But I think that's something that maybe if you listen back to that episode, um, you'll notice you actually did a fair bit of, um, and you didn't really let her continue to find her own words. So just just a small critique. I love your podcast. You've done a heap for me already in my small business, but um, that's all. I hope you're having a good day, Timbo. Bye. Well, uh, thank you, Kat. I'll keep this response very brief. I appreciate constructive criticism, so a good on you for, you know, calling the Small Business Big Marketing Hotline and, and giving me a serve. Uh, I know that I talk too much sometimes. I know that I talk over people sometimes. I do try to limit it. I'm very conscious of it. I'm so conscious of it that I got Australia's leading stand-up comedian, Richard Stubbs. I love comedians because they're funny and they're very good at conciseness, at economy of words. I got him to come into the studio and critique my interview style. And you can listen to it. It's episode 392, or I will put a link to it over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash 557 and you can have a listen to what he had to say but Kat thank you everyone else give the small business big marketing hotline a buzz next episode you and I catch up with the founder of luxury escapes which is a brand I have mired from a distance for quite some time very very excited to bring that chat to you Uh, if you haven't already Grab a copy of my book, The Boomerang Effect, over at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. That website is going through a serious uh, rehash. Is that the right word? It's going to look amazing. And I will be sharing that process with you in future months, along with the guy who's helped me design it. Hey, I'd love to hear what marketing's working for you, so do call the hotline on 0480 015150. If you love the Small Business Big Marketing Podcast, you'll find 556 more episodes on your favourite podcast app. And guess what? This podcast was presented by me, Timbo Reed. 
The music bed written, sung and produced by the muso to the stars, Lockie Dolly, and elegantly pulled together by my new producer, Romy Scher. Hey, Romy, welcome. It's great having you on board. And a big thank you to Dave Zlowinski for all the great work he's done on the show over the past few months. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. May your marketing be the absolute best marketing. Bye for now. Listener Production.